Hey everyone, welcome back to Sports Frenzy 2.0. You can check us out weekly on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, CastBox. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook for our updated picks for all of our competitions. I'm the Conquistador Dave Height. And I'm the Maestro Kevin Crane. And we got a hell of a show for you, like we do every week. <laughs> We are taping on the 12th of May. This will hit on the 13th. Just to give you some perspective on what we're talking about, we're going to start off with Major League Baseball. And the White Sox are who we thought they were, which is a contender for the World well, Series. They are. This last week, the last two weeks, the starting pitching has been absolutely phenomenal. And after a couple of games where they got shut out, the offense is starting to roll. So we may not be hitting a ton of home runs, but the timely hitting is there. I think we got three games in a row now where we've put up nine runs. Yep. So they're 20 and 13. The yep, White Sox are. Tape. Yep. Uh, first in the AL Central right now because the Cubs did not help you out. No. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Damn them. I'm sorry. The one time I'm pulling for the Cubs <laughs> to beat the Indians and they let me down. Yeah, Cubs got swept in a two-game series against Cleveland. So uh, the White Sox are a half game ahead of the Indians as we tape tonight. Yep. Getting ready for game two in this series against the Twins. And that's my team this week. In our field of frenzy competition. Yes, you've got the Sox, White Sox this week. Yes, I do. So I'm rooting for them. You know, I have to give you credit, though. I do. Rare as it is. I'm shocked. Great, great pick with the Giants this week. I really was thinking of going with the San Francisco Giants. They've already won two games this week. Now, the only thing that I would have worried about with that is that now they're off today. And now, so it's a six-game schedule for them as opposed to the White Sox seven-game schedule, who I picked. See, no, I was looking at, oh, because I just looked at Monday and Thursday. Yeah, yeah, That's screwed up. Screwed yeah, screwed up, up buddy. Because the White Sox up. have a double dip on Friday with the Royals, who are Girl. tanking. I'm going to take the lead. <laughs> but still, the Giants would have been my second pick. And that is my surprise team who I've been wanting to talk about the last couple weeks. The Giants, they have really put a hell of a run together. As of last night, they were 22-14. and 14. They are first in the NL West. They are ahead of the Padres. They are ahead of the Dodgers. They're tied for the best record in the National League with the Cardinals. Yeah, who that's kind of surprising with who I thought would be an underperforming pitching staff. Yeah, but, you know, with, with Arenado and with Goldschmidt, that's a, a nice one-two punch. It is. Especially when you look at the rest of the NL Central with the Cubs. By and the way, the Cubs lost today because, again, they couldn't hit. So now they're 17-19. and 19. They are fourth in the NL Central. Yeah, surprisingly, I'm I'm surprised how well the Brewers are doing over there, considering all the injuries that they have right now, too. Well, I think you're starting to see what uh, I I figured the Cardinals would be the team to beat, but like you said, 
I, I did not trust their pitching, and I don't trust it going into the playoffs. No, they don't and, have enough. And everybody's panicking about the Dodgers. Oh, my God, the Dodgers. Oh, what's wrong with the Dodgers? They will straighten they are, this out. They're going to be fine. Bellinger's been injured most of the, the first part of the season. Betts has not caught on fire yet, and they're still a little bit above 500. Yeah. They'll be fine. Just look to the AL East with the dreaded Yankees. They started out so poorly, and they've been on a run, and now they're sitting there right behind yeah, the Red Sox. They're catching the Red Sox. They're absolutely. Like, what, Great three call. games behind them. Great right call, now. Conquistador. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so my pick for the World Series is starting to look good. <laughs> but It could very well, you but could you never see, know. You could see the evil empire going up against the White Sox and the, the – AL, AL championship. championship. Oh, that would be something else. That would be interesting. Could you see Garrett Cole versus Lucas Giolito? Although Giolito's got to get his act together. Giolito is scuffling right now. And I don't know if it's the hangover from not having McCann behind the plate because of the trust the two of them had built up together. And I, I just don't think he, he fully trusts Grandal or Collins at this point. And McCann has not done anything from what I can see for the Mets. No. So he, he's starting from scratch there. Right. But now the Mets, at least the Mets pitching staff is shaping up to be pretty good. And if they get Syndergaard back, they, they can be, they can be formidable. To be reckoned with. But now DeGrom keeps having issues with his side. Now he's on the, the injured list with issues with the side. So... Now it's Stroman. Now it's Taewon Walker. I mean, don't normally talk about the Mets like this, but they are in first place in the East. Yeah, and that's so that's, that's somebody you're gonna have to contend thing. with. Yeah, they 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 quietly put together a solid team. Well, not quietly. They actually went out and spent the money well, to put but, the team. Yeah, together. but the thing is, the guys they are winning without the offense with with the pitching being extraordinary but with injuries the Braves are the ones that are scuffling I'm sh I'm, I'm shocked surprised that how the bad Braves, they are yeah the Braves are not playing well at all no they they were supposed to be the team to beat in that division right and they are at the bottom now you go out west in the National League and that's where the power is but but we figured that was going to happen to a certain extent but not again with the Giants on top no, and now the Padres are having massive COVID issues. Yes, they are. Tatis leading the way for them right. with that. And now I've heard Hosmer's going on the the COVID list. Yeah, and I think Will Myers is. Uh, you've taken three of their most potent bats out of the lineup. Yeah, and what's that going to do to the rest of the team going down the line? Right. So you figure the Padres now are going to slide. And when are they going to wind up having to? postpone games right so we have built in in our baseball competition a system where we we normally don't drop the lowest score but we've done it the last couple of years because of this yeah. because of this kind of covid situation so we'll see how this impacts our competition but in the the big picture for major league baseball this means a lot of doubleheaders coming up in July and August, probably. Yep. And it could go even deeper. Right. So you have to figure 
end of the season if there are missed games? Are they going to have to double header the last week? The uh, Cardinals got into that sub, issue. Uh, seven inning double headers. Oh, gotta hate them so much. And I'm sorry, but that was a complete game, no hitter, and the double header that uh, Baumgartner? Baumgartner had. Yeah. Major League Baseball set the rules. You did the seven games, seven innings for the double header. That's a complete game. He gets the freaking no hitter. Well, he did not. But speaking of which, Wade Miley of the Reds threw the fourth no hitter already of 2021 back on May the 7th. And you had an almost had another one that same night that was carried into the eighth inning. So. What is the issue, Dave? What is the problem? Is it the hitters? Is it the everybody's saying, oh, we're pushing the launch angle. We're pushing the launch angle. Then stop pushing the launch angle. Combination of things. Stop pushing the launch angle. But also you got the pitchers who are creating their own pitches now. They're focusing more on that. They're working with the spin rates. Now. I want to know when MLB is going to do their crackdown on these substances. because Oh, look at you, Mr. Conspiracy! So you look at some of the gloves, you look at some of the hats. It's obvious there's some stuff on some of these pitchers. Wow, okay. I was not going to go there, but But spin rates are a big part of it. All I know is that offense has been down for the most part over most teams. Not all. I think the White Sox have been kind of impervious to this over the last yeah. couple of years. But we, the Cubs obviously have been suffering from this. Yeah. The Sox have not been – I think we're still leading the league in ground balls. We're not so worried about launch angles. The guys are focusing on trying to get hits. And it's been working. All right, a couple other issues in baseball before we wrap up our first segment. The Angels released Hall of Famer to be Albert Pujols in the last year of his deal. Some will say this this was a good contract. Some will say this was a bad contract. I will say it was an abysmally bad contract. Oh, it was horrible. Too much money paid out for him. And what'd you get? Nothing. Nothing. It didn't help you at all. A a, a few one-and-done postseason appearances. Yeah, so for the most part, it was money wasted. I guess the good thing is this is the last year, so they only have to eat this last year of the deal. But I, but the thing that's that's telling me that it was a bad deal was that nobody jumped out to to sign him. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, so I got a feeling he's going <clears> to <throat> either sit out there until August, September, or he's done. I would say at this point he's done because if he was starting to platoon out there, you, you, he's got to be a DH. You, he he really can't play the field. No, not anymore. So and you got so many young guys out there or people who are established younger than him who can actually run a little bit better at this point. Right. So he would be more of a liability on the base paths. Right. And uh, they've talked to Larusa for the White Sox. They said they no. talked to the Cardinals. Everybody's saying no. No, no. Nope. Don't need them. Don't want them. Can't coach them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Uh, and it's it's a shame because he is a Hall of Famer. But even though people don't associate him with steroids, I still feel like there's that slight tinge to his record. Yeah, to his with career. the bulky back issues that he's had. Yeah, yeah. So and his physique. Yeah. So there, there's it been just, the question there because it was right at that transitional period. But I guess without proof, without a a positive test on record, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's got to he be. He has to be. He's got to be, yeah. So I do have to give kudos to the Giants for giving a minor league deal to Drew Robinson coming back from his suicide attempt. With one eye. With one eye. He's been playing for the Sacramento Cats. And good for him to try and get back out there to bring some kind of closure to what could have been a pretty solid career. And maybe he can hang on for a little while, but really got to give it to the Giants for, for giving him this opportunity. And he playing AAA? AAA. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know... You people out there think we're all negative, but we're not. There's good stories. There's out love there. and caring here. There's appreciation for the human spirit. Damn right. Only 2% of the time, but it's still there. <laughs> now, if the freaking Major League Baseball Hall of Fame will get off their asses and put Minnie Minoso in, <laughs> then we're talking. Oh, come on. Dave's getting on his soapbox. The last topic before we break here for a promo. The A's. The Oakland A's now Major <laughs> League Baseball has said you can go look for another home. Yep. They've been dinking around with the city of Oakland for how many years now? Well, the, Oakland won't give them the stadium they want. They know where they want it. Yeah, they won't let them develop along the waterfront in a downtown area, which is optimal. The, where the Coliseum's at is a joke. The Coliseum itself is a joke. And if you put it where they want to, along the waterfront, where people can easily get to it, everybody would be happy. And this would be devastating for Oakland because Oakland has lost, obviously, the Raiders to Las Vegas. The Golden State Warriors in 2019 moved to San Francisco. Yep. So this is the last hope for Oakland to have a major league franchise. And now the powers that be in Oakland have responded saying, well, there's been some delays in, in looking this over, but we're, we're ready to move forward. Yeah, I think now if Major League Baseball Said, has gotten involved, look elsewhere. this is a big push. This is... Put up or shut up. Here are the, the places that I have heard. Obviously, Vegas. Vegas is number one. Portland is number two. Yep. But I've also heard Vancouver. Ugh. No. Sorry, Canada. I don't want any of our teams up there. You prove to me you can support the teams before we put your teams, put our teams up there with you. Nashville. That could be interesting. Charlotte. There you go. And then again, Montreal. They want to put a team back there because of the Expos. They couldn't support the Expos. Again, Canada. Prove to us you can support a franchise. Other than hockey. 
Well, yeah, hockey. Ooh, eh? It's your damn sport. You better be able to support it. All right, kids, that's it for segment one. We'll be right back with some NFL and NASCAR news. Be right back. Good evening, kids. This is the conquistador, David Height. And the maestro, Kevin Crane. Tune in to Sports Frenzy 2.0 Weekend Edition, exclusively on Spotify and Anchor, as we regale you with news and reviews of films, literature, fine music, and television. Remember what Groucho Marx once said, I find television very educating. Every time somebody turns on the set, I go into the other room and read a book. Hey, all you kids out there in podcast land, welcome back to Sports Frenzy 2.0. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. And I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. And we are available on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and Cast Box. And do not forget to check out our awesome, unbelievable Facebook page where you can see our NASCAR and football picks. So. The NFL draft fallout is settled. It's all over. It's all done. But there are still a few issues we have to deal with in professional football. Number one, tonight, as we tape on the 12th of May, the full 2021-2022 schedule will be dropped. But we know what week one will be. Why the frick? Do we have to have the Cowboys open against the Bucks? Because that's an easy win for the Buccaneers. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, thank you, Lord above. Thank you. Because the Cowboys will put up 31 and the Buccaneers will put up 45. Screw the Cowboys. I'm <laughs> sick of them getting all this prime shit. <laughs> the problem is they still don't have a defense. Tom Brady will pick them apart at home. I assume there will be a full Raymond James Stadium for that game. Oh, yeah, there has to be. So I, I think that's an easy Bucks win. That's got to be an easy Bucks win. Yeah. Full defense. Come. Again, I'm giving the Cowboys the benefit of the doubt with a good offense. I'm giving them 31, and I'm saying they still won't win. No way in hell. <laughs> no. Not going to happen. Now, your Dolphins go to New England week one. That could be interesting. It could be. It shouldn't be. But we'll have to see. I think that I think that game that's, is that's going to I'm looking forward to it. the East. I don't think it'll be here locally. I don't think it'll be a national game. No. But I think that's going to be really interesting to see how Tool reacts. To being the man. The man on the road against the Patriots, and how does Cam Newton play without the COVID fog that supposedly hampered him throughout last season? Yeah, after the first yeah. couple games where he did look good. Yeah, we'll see. Th this this is going to set the tone for the East. So who's going to challenge Buffalo? Yeah. This, Buffalo's this is clearly be the one team in that division that's going to be the they're, front they're, they're the team to beat, and this is going to decide – who is going to try and challenge them for the crown? Oh, and the Bears. The <laughs> Bears get to be embarrassed on national TV. Yay! The, the, 
I can't wait for this beatdown. This is the first of five nationally televised games for Why? the Bears. Do they know something we don't? They play, Has Justin Fields already been anointed the starting quarterback? Uh, the four, four of the five come in the second half of the season that's starting why. with Thanksgiving. That's why. Yeah, you're right. They're, those games, they're Our expecting. anticipation of fields coming in. But this first game is going to be a bloodbath. It's not going to be if you, if Andy Dalton goes into L.A. opening the new stadium on Sunday night. Well, not opening, but with, well, with fans. With, with fans, fans. With it's fans. It's the fans opening. Night. They did play last year in there. Yeah. But no fans. Again, Aaron Donald is going to be up his ass the whole game. <laughs> He's going to be like a suppository. To, oh, my but, God. But we have an upgraded, although young, offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and this is going to do wonders for their confidence. Oh, Again, wait, I'm sorry. Aaron Donald. We still have a Fetty. An anima up Andy Dalton's ass. Which is why you will not see Justin Fields there week one. I think you're right. I think Andy Dalton will be the sacrificial lamb. Yep. I, boy, that's gonna I'm be, already that's thinking. That's going to be ugly. Matthew Stafford finally has a team around him. Yeah. This is going to be at least a 25-point win for the Rams. I would think so. Because Stafford can pick, could pick the Bears' defense apart when he was in Detroit. And now he's got a decent team around him. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. So, so we yeah, do the... know the London games as well. Those have been True. released. True. We got the Jets and Falcons and the Dolphins and Jaguars. Right. So two of your top. Your top two rookie quarterbacks will be yep. debuting in London for the overseas games. Yeah, and I've already heard Jets fans bitching and pissing and moaning about that. Shut up. Just deal with it. Yep. Good Lord. And then uh, I got to do it. I got to bring up Charles Leno Jr. again. Bears let him go, thank God. Good luck to Chico and the Washington football team for signing him to a one-year deal. Well, it tells you. It tells you what the Bears thought of him and what we thought of him. Yeah. That we're happy he's gone and the Bears let him go. Yeah, he made the Pro Bowl in 2018, and he was crap since. So, basically, the rookie is going to take over left tackle day one. Yeah. So, so Khalil luck. Mack better put him through his paces all through camp. And get him ready. And then, I got one for you. Quarterback stuff up in Green Bay. Okay. Okay. The, the, what do you got? The, the Packers He's... are hedging their bets. I know. They've invited no. to camp. Blake, Blake Bortles. I saw that. You didn't shock me on that. I had that. I had that. But, but, that's good that you brought that up because now we get to go back to the weekly drama that is Rogers, Rogers Place. I call it Rogers Place, like a, a soap <laughs> opera, like Peyton Place. Oh, it's but Rogers Place. he's also going to be coming back for another two-week stint on Jeopardy. That I did not hear. That, that I just I saw today. Hear. That I just saw today. No, I had heard that he is recruiting – 
players on the Packers to follow him, guys that are like on the last year of their deal, impending free agents, to come with him to another team, an unnamed, quote-unquote, other team. It's got to be the Broncos. It would have to be. Maybe the Raiders could be the Raiders. But those are the only two teams that can, number one, afford him. And number two, they have the capital, draft capital, and the players to, to ship make back. The move, yeah. I can't believe if the Packers would make a trade with the Broncos, it'd be a disaster. Because for them, I have not heard anything from Jordan Love in terms of, okay, he sat behind Aaron Rodgers for a year. Nobody's saying he's ready. Nobody is saying he's good to go. No. That scares me. All you hear that is, scares me. All you hear is he's putting he's putting in the work. He's doing everything he right. can to learn. Now, does that mean Aaron Rodgers isn't helping him, or does that mean he's not as good as they thought he was going to be? They just don't know. They got to wait and see what he does in game action. So that would tell me that that's why the do you better, think they brought the, in Bortles? That would tell me the better trade would be trade with the Oakland Raiders. Who have more draft capital And you could get Derek Carr back. You get a seasoned, ready-to-go starter who could you you still still be able to win the yeah. NFC North. You would still be able to win with Derek Carr. Oh, easily. Now, if you trade with the Broncos, who might be able to give you a little bit more, problem is... What are they going to give you? Bridgewater, Carr, or not? Not Carr. No, uh, Lock. Lock. Sorry, thinking still back with the Raiders. I, d- I just don't see how that works. That Why would you take Lock back if you've already got a young quarterback waiting in the wings? Yeah, you've got to take a veteran back. And you really Bridgewater is not a fit for them. Well, Bridgewater, and this is this is one of those uh, topics that you and I talk about where we sit on some for a week or two, and maybe they'll come back into play. And this is the time to bring the Bridgewater topic back into play because it was about two, three weeks ago, Teddy Bridgewater got traded to the Broncos yep. for a sixth-round pick. Now he restructured his deal. So he will be a free agent after this season. Carolina has to pay $7 million of his $10 million signing bonus. And the salary he agreed to in this restructuring is $1.5 million. So oh, man. you are on the hook for next to nothing Ooh, if you get wow. him. The Broncos are basically on the hook for next to nothing. Yeah. So right, that's why the Broncos so can't playing afford. With, they're playing with house money on this one. The Broncos, between Drew Locke and Bridgewater, have next to nothing wrapped up in their quarterback position right now. So that's why they could afford to bring in Rodgers and give him the Whatever $40 million dollar deal he wants. Oof. And let him go do Jeopardy. Yeah. How long is a plane flight between Mile High Stadium and in Los Angeles? A lot shorter <laughs> than Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Still snow though. Still a lot of snow. But Vegas, obviously Vegas. he knows how to handle playing in the snow. 
Vegas would be ideal because it's oh just a God. short I, ride through I, the I, desert. Good Lord. Could you see him and Chucky? Oh, my <laughs> God. That would be a nuclear disaster. Yes. yes, thank you. I was thinking that meltdown. Meltdown. <laughs> China syndrome is what we're looking at there. Yeah. But, of course, they would probably do it. They probably would. It but wouldn't, the, it wouldn't the surprise Raiders' me. problems aren't at the quarterback. I'm telling it's you, Derek else. Carr is not a bad quarterback. No, we've had this discussion many times. But they're going to have at some point they're going to have to throw a hail mary because that team has been mediocre at best over the last three four years. Yeah, you keep waiting for all these draft picks that they get. Yeah, well, that's Mike Mayock. Start- Mike Mayock. You know, they decided to bring in one of these draft gurus. That's like telling Mel Kuyper Jr. he could be the GM of the Bears. The only, oh, wait, maybe he'd be better. <laughs> the only thing Mayock is good for is analyzing after the fact. Well, every every time we watch the draft, you and I watch a draft together every year with the elder statesmen. Everybody watches these first round picks from the Raiders and goes, what, what are the they? Hell? Even this year, they, they took the kid from Alabama. You would think that, that an Alabama pick would be, wow, great pick. He was, was the, the one, one guy. He was the wrong, the wrong Alabama guy to take yeah. is what everybody's saying. It was obvious to everybody but them. Go figure. So. It'll be inter- I will be interested to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. I will be. Not only for the, the Just impact. Just get him the hell out of the yeah. north. All right. NASCAR. Quick recap on Darlington. Martin Truex won. Everything. Dominated. Won all stages. Third win of the season. Only nine cars on the lead lap at the end of the race. It was not your typical Darlington. It was kind of eh. Oh, it was very eh. Very eh. So we're going to move on to something hopefully more exciting. The Monster Mile. Dover. The Drydeen 400. And all picks are in. Woohoo! Got a lot of Larson. Kyle Larson. A lot of love for Larson. Which includes me. The Big Blue W, Mrs. C, and the Governor. There you go. Got two Harvicks. I'm taking Happy. As Ooh. is the Juggler, Nick. There we go. The Elder Statesman takes Denny Hamlin. And Aaron, the Big Easy, takes the hot hand, Martin Truex. There we Which, go. Which, of course, is I'm not saying the pick is bull crap, but... Again, he gets the pole because he won the race. I know. I hate this formula they've got. We talked about it before. It's absolutely stupid. Now, next week, it'll be broken because now they go next week to the Circuit of the Americas, the first time they've ever been there. This is going to be fun. They have to qualify for that race. My understanding is they have to qualify for all new tracks. Good. So next week, this will be broken. The circle will be broken. We like it. All right, real quick, horse racing. Ha! Who thought on Sports Frenzy we would be talking about horse racing? Again! It's like us talking about soccer. What the hell's going on? I don't know, but Bob Baffert cheated again. The 
fifth horse in the last year to test positive for performance-enhancing drugs. This douchebag tries to tell us that, no, that horse never had any of that, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm sorry. We did give it to him. Cancel culture! It was cancel culture! Did you hear that? Yeah, the dumbass yeah. tries to blame yeah, cancel then, culture then he for actually being comes banned back the next day and says, well, with the rub we put on him, we actually did have the steroid, did the betamethasone. Oh, yeah. So, you're cheated! Go to hell, you bastard! So Churchill Downs has suspended Mr. Baffert. For life? Not for life. Not yet for life. Now we I'm still sorry, have, five we have, horses in a year. The horse has not, I have not seen where the horse, Medina Spirit, has been stripped of the victory, but he would be the only, the third horse ever yeah. in Kentucky Derby history to be suspended or the, the win wiped out. Yeah. We just had one, what was it, last year for an on-track incident? Last year or the year before. It was yeah, yeah, it was within the last year yeah. or two. But. Horse racing being what it is, and of course, the governor, Doug, keeps pestering us, the ruling council of Sports Frenzy, to include horse racing somehow in the no. Pensa Frenzy. That will never happen, no. Doug. Never, no. never. We do not play the ponies. Because now, Medina Spirit can run in the Preakness. No. Because I guess they figure the, the, the stuff steroids will, be out. will work out of the system. and No, no. No, I'm sorry. That horse is tainted meat. Oh, God, that reminds me of the league. <laughs> <laughs> Yomagoya! Yomagoya! All right, kids, if you don't get that and watch the league, if you haven't watched the league... Shame you're... on you. Dave and I will be right back. Greetings and salutations, thrill seekers and podcast lovers. I'm the maestro, Kevin Crane. And I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. And if you have the same love-hate relationship that we have with sports, you absolutely need to join the Sports Frenzy Army. Apologies to Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. New episodes drop every Thursday morning on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Come on in and drink the non-PC Kool-Aid. And as our friend Tony Montana was heard to say with his dying breath, Say hello to my little friends at Sports Frenzy. Hey kids, welcome back to segment three of Sports Frenzy 2.0, the podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and CastBox. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook. I'm the Conquistador Dave Height. And I'm the Maestro Kevin Crane. One quick note from the NBA before we move on. I He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I don't know how I feel about him overall as a team player and as a winner. But... Are you the, talking about Westbrook? Yes, Russell Westbrook from the Washington Wizards broke the Big O's record. Oscar Robertson had the record for most career triple-doubles in the NBA. Go 182 ahead. is now the new mark and counting. 
That's the Mark Westbrook set the other night. But again, the what the Washington Wizards aren't that good of a team. Westbrook has been to the finals once with the Thunder, but he had Durant, he had Harden, he had Ibaka. So how good of a player truly is Russell Westbrook? He's a hell of a player. But is he a stats whore? We've talked about this before. Is he a stats whore? He is a stats whore. You look at everywhere he's gone, he has to be the guy. He has to be the one taking all the shots. And that's the problem is he the, the team is not going to succeed because he's more worried about himself. And this is what I can't figure out about the NBA. And all you NBA fans out there can rip me apart and say I'm ignorant, say I don't understand the modern game. That's fine. I don't. I really don't. I look at a team like the Knicks, which is made up of basically a bunch of throwaway has-beens, and Tom Thibodeau, who I have always thought was a phenomenal coach, has turned them into contenders. He's turned Julius Randle into a freaking monster. Yeah. Thibodeau has evolved as a coach, and you're seeing the results of that. Yeah, nobody basically could win with the T-Wolves, you know? No. So, so he's got that on his resume, and people go, oh, look at what he did with Minnesota. Nobody right now can win with Minnesota. No. And he got the Bulls that he coached to overachieve. And that should show you how good of a coach he is and how much of a rapport he has with players where now he has brought Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson into the Knicks because of the rapport and the connection he had with them from the years with the Bulls. And if he was, I think that's a great sign. Yeah. If they, if he was such a bad guy as a coach that the, that uh, Paxson made him out to be, these guys wouldn't have gone to play back with him. Right. You wouldn't have had Jimmy Butler wanting to play for him. Up in, in Minnesota. Minnesota. Right. Now, that be, coming back full circle to what we were talking about with, with Russell Westbrook, I don't understand how you can have two amazing players and scorers like Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal and not be better than what you are with the Wizards. Again, is it coaching is what I'm getting at. Do you need one of those great coaches? Who are the great coaches? You don't need a great coach. You just need a solid coach who can have a rapport with the players, who can get the buy-in to play a team game. You have to have everybody on the same page. I still think it all boils down to the players, though. I you've got to. They have to check their egos at the locker room door. You look at Tyron Lue. Do you really think Tyron Lue is a great head coach? No. He's got a title though. Right, because he won with LeBron in Cleveland. Now he's out there in L.A. with the Clippers because they ditched Doc Rivers. Now Doc Rivers is with the Sixers. Very good, doing very good. But he walked into a great situation with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, just like Tyron Lue did with Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. And Paul George, I, I, it, it's all it's shuffling cards. It's all connect four. It's all trying to find the pieces that fit. And I don't know if I could handle this if I was a, an owner. I don't know how I could do it. It's a crapshoot. I mean, look at Minnesota. I've been ripping on Minnesota here for five minutes. 
they have Carl Anthony Towns, one of the best players in the league. But, but there's nobody around him. Yeah, they can't build around him because nobody wants to go to Minnesota. It's a bad culture that they have up there. So, all right, kids. Hate to segue to misery and bad stuff, but we've got some really terrible moments of silence this week. Uh, just tragic stuff. So we're going to devote a couple extra minutes here. Uh, I have Texas <sighs> linebacker Jake Ellinger. Now, Sam oh. is his brother. Sam, the quarterback from Texas, just got drafted here by yeah. the Colts. And now you've got a car accident taking the life of this yeah, young it seemed, player. It seems like we see a lot of car accidents. Just tears you Senseless. apart. You know? Put the damn phones away, people. Don't drink and drive. And then, of course, uh, even bigger news on the college front. He wasn't uh, much more than a a blip on the radar in the pros, but historically, historically great. And I am not overstating this. Colt no. Brennan. He rewrote the record book. At Hawaii. Dies at 37 years old. And the, the guy had a ton of issues. He had a car accident where he sustained brain injuries. He dealt with substance abuse. And that's ultimately what got him, overdosed on fentanyl. And the sad thing is, that day, he went to a rehab facility and they turned him away yep. because they didn't have a bed for him. Here's a kid reaching out for help. He gets turned away, and as a result, he goes out, parties, and dies. There is no excuse for that. They should have been able to find a place for him to go. Absolutely. Great. Great point. Well I mean, put. Th this whole opioid addiction in this country, they're trying to combat it, and you have something like this happen. Inexcusable. His father came out and said he'd been in rehab for four years was doing well but like you said he he got turned away he had a blip he reached out for help and there you go uh he did have multiple issues with the law he did have yep. DUIs. um he was third in the heisman voting in 2007 now, I had some problems verifying where he ranked overall in some of these stats, but it's safe to say he was top 10 all-time in career Division I passing yards with 1,493. Top five all-time with 131 career passing touchdowns. Second all-time passing yards per game impressive numbers beyond belief yeah a true talent and who i just i thought catch a break. i thought when he got drafted by washington i thought he would be one of those sneaky smart good picks maybe turn into a russell wilson dak prescott kind of a guy yeah and it didn't work out uh, 
I did not realize what was happening behind the scenes. Yeah, there there was a lot going on with this kid. So our thoughts and prayers go out to the Brennan family. Um, and of course, now we have to move on to our team, the Chicago Bears. Again, another Ugh. massive tragedy. Thoughts and prayers to the Cohen family. Yep, Tariq Cohen's twin brother, Tyrell. I, I'm still trying to sort out what happened here. But last Saturday night... Yeah, the, the, they're... The, he uh, left the scene of an accident. Ran from it. And then they found him the next day electrocuted after climbing power equipment. Yep, climbed the fence of an electric substation not far from the accident, trying to hide, and wound up getting electrocuted. Just <sighs> weird, bizarre. It's senseless. That that was a senseless accident. And I didn't hear that the car accident, I never heard anything about the car accident that made it seem like it was so bad that he would have, he didn't kill anybody. No. He, my understanding is, so why why would you put yourself in that kind of peril? Take take your punishment, even if you have to go to jail for a year or two, if it, you were a DUI, a DWI, but climbing into an electric substation makes no sense. So our thoughts and prayers are with Tariq and his family. And unfortunately, as we always do, it's time for the 180. Because that's what we do here. At Sports Frenzy, it's time for the Red Foreman Dumbasses of the Week. And we got them for you, kids. All oh, right. my God. Do you want to lead off? I'll go first. Following up on last week, again, we talked earlier about horse racing, which we never do. The week before, we talked about soccer, which we never do. Dave talks about hockey, but I never do. But this week, I will follow up. Because when I see idiocy and hypocrisy, I call it out. And the NHL is my dumbass of the week. We talked about Tom Wilson of the Capitals. And how he slammed Panarin's head into the ice, grabbed his hair, slammed his head into the ice, and then he sucker punched another ranger in the back of the head. He got a $5,000 fine, and I understand, like I said last week, that that is collectively bargained. I get it. The rangers put out a statement. They said the head of NHL player safety was incompetent. And I fully agree with that statement. So what happens? We talked about it. They fired, what, the president and the GM last week. Yeah. Now the NHL comes out and they fine the Rangers $250,000 for the statement saying that the head of public safety for the NHL was incompetent. So your words hurt you 
five times as much financially as your actions is how I look at it. So I can punch somebody more than five times. I can punch somebody in the face in real life, right? No. And then somebody comes back and says, well, you were wrong to do that. And they have to pay more than five times, 10 times, 15 times. What I would have to pay a court in fines and penalties? Unbelievable. Yeah, I really despise the NHL for this fine. They talk about player safety. They talk about wanting to get rid of the fighting. But you allow this guy to again perpetuate his thuggery. And you don't suspend him for this next incident. And you penalize the team for complaining about it. Makes no sense. What you got, bud? All right. I've got a twofer here for you. This is all together. First off, Brett Favre, dumbass, still owes the state of Mississippi $600,000 for money he took to appear at events. He never showed up. He already paid back $500,000, but he still owes $600,000. And that's welfare money. That's yeah, money that should have that's gone to. COVID relief money. Now, part two is the state of Mississippi for being the dumbasses to give him $1.1 million for whatever bullshit that was. Speaking. The speaking, speaking fees. Yes. No, we, ridiculous. That money should have gone to the people who needed it, not this rich douchebag moron from the bayou. Have you noticed a pattern now? With the Packers quarterbacks, have you noticed the pattern? The douchebaggery. They seem to be jackasses beyond belief. Have you noticed this? Yes, yes, I have. We're not just saying that because we're Bears fans, kids. We're not. We're not prejudiced. We're not biased. No, back in the day, as Bears fans, we wanted the Bears to make a deal with the Packers to bring Rodgers in. <laughs> if you will get nothing from us, you will get honesty. Profanity. And a little insight. And intelligence. Yes, you will. All right, kids, that's it for this week. Be sure to check us out this weekend on the weekend edition. Tons of stuff. We will be ranting and raving for a long time about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so be sure to check that out. But, of course, as always, come back, see us next week for another great edition of Sports Ranting and Raving, Sports Frenzy 2.0. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. We'll see you next week, kids.